Hello, friends, and welcome to Meta with Madison, where modern spirituality meets real life. This show takes a holistic approach to the modern day spiritual journey, where we share the stories and advice of both spiritual adventurists and regular folk looking to live more awakened, empowered lives. All topics are fair game for the show, from aliens and energy to fitness and relationships, because hey, it's all interconnected. Whether it's just me or with a featured guest, we'll be sharing perspectives, strategies, and tools to help you transcend limiting perspectives and transform your life. If you're interested in working with me or have something you'd like to share, find me on Instagram at themetawithmadison or on my website at madisonhatton.com. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to another episode. I'm super excited to introduce um, today's guest, Christina Irwin of Glow Glow Juice Human Design. Christina is a creative entrepreneur and human design coach, and she has a deep passion for helping others understand just how on purpose they are through cozy and collaborative connection and creative expression. And when asked what spirituality meant to Christina, she replied, it is a deep connection to self and respect for the other autonomy and self-trust while understanding our humanity and need for connection so in this episode you're going to learn a lot or um, if you've never heard of human design you're going to hear some of the basics of what human design is how you can apply it to your own life and particularly how relevant some of the information can be during um, times of covid and this political climate so be sure to listen through the whole episode and i'm sure you'll walk away with some really good tips and things you can apply to your own life And if you are enjoying this podcast, be sure to subscribe uh, through whichever platform you're listening, um, whether or not that's Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, And if you are truly enjoying um, the messages, the content, or just want to support me, be sure to leave a review. And this helps other people who might be interested, just like you are, come across this podcast. Um, And that would be super awesome. Anyways, I had a wonderful conversation with Christina, um, and I really felt like we vibed really well. It was truly a pleasure to have such an organic conversation. So I hope you guys walk away feeling inspired and empowered by this conversation. Anyways, uh, without further ado, here's the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Meta with Madison. This is your host, Madison Hatton, and I'm super excited to introduce our guest today, Christina Irwin. Christina, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So, Christina, I came across you um, uh, through Instagram uh, and with my own interest in human design, and we'll get into that, whatever that means. Um, But one thing that really drew me in um, was your really cool, um, self like graphic art, self-created graphic art. And I was like, this is so awesome. And she, and you give, um, like super clear, like definitions and explanations of things, human design related, but also add this really beautiful visual effect that I think really speaks to your own personal creativity. And I think, um, 
enhances the experience for anyone who works with you um, in human design or anything spirituality related. So I'm curious to know like how um, you got into human design um, and your own, let's say, journey into uh, spirituality and maybe astrology is part of that. But let's take it back and let's hear your origin story. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm so flattered. Thank you so much for, for that. Um, so origin story as like how I got into human design or origin story. Like, do you want me to start my birth? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's kind of important, but like for you, um, when did like your understanding of this world and who you are, um, and in relationship to reality really start to shift, like what was going on in your life and what kind of catalyzed that journey for you? Mm, that's such a good question. Um, So I started shifting into this kind of much more aware place in my life. Um, I think when we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, which was 2016. So my husband and I met in Nashville um, when we were little babies in college and we (laughs) stayed there for like, um, I think we were there for seven years. Um, And then we moved to Charlotte because kind of both of us were in this transition of we you know, left one career, we were both doing music and we decided that wasn't it anymore. And we just needed like a fresh start. Um, so we moved to Charlotte, North Carolina to be closer with family. And I don't even remember like what happened. I don't remember if I started, if I read a book or something, but there was just this clear shift. And I have this visual of my, we lived in this cute little neighborhood that Mm. had a bunch of trees and everything. And my husband and I were on a walk one day and I was like, have you heard of this thing manifestation? And (laughs) he was like, yes. I, he's like, I've been talking about it with my friend for two years and I've always wanted to talk about it with you, but I always thought maybe you thought it would be too weird. And I was like, oh my gosh, no. And it just became this like ritual of ours to like go on these walks and start talking about the world and like start exploring all Mm. these different things. And we grew into this like new space, this awareness of that we could be co-creators of our life, that life doesn't wasn't, wasn't just happening to us. And it came at a time in my life where there was a lot of grief going on. We lost a lot of important people in our life. And, Mm. and I think that awareness just kind of helped, like it came at such, like such the right time, um, because it helped us kind of start to put, um, some more perspective on the way that we exist as humans and how important it is to have this connection with something that's outside of us. Um, but also to like be, to be human, um, and yeah, so I think, I think 20, 2016 was kind of when everything started changing. I think maybe I was listening to podcasts and I think Jess Lively was on one. I don't know if you know, if you're familiar with Jess Lively, Mm-mm, but so, maybe her face or whatever yeah. her like hook is message probably yes, yes, <laughs> would be whole familiar. Thing is like, like this, um, like inner kind of voice, um, and intuition and and she's just so cool and I listen to her and um listen to her like every day for a Mm. while and just kind of just started to expand my world um and that was around the time that I found human design too Ah, oh, amazing. Yeah, amazing. Just, like I... little blocks leading one to the other. 
Yeah. Isn't it amazing how it's just like these little links and that, that yes. seem separate, but like in whatever design, like, uh, like divine plan there is for like your journey, whether or not you believe in that it's like all just like everything is connected. And I think it's really beautiful that you had, um, someone to share that journey with. I think it's so special that you get to, um, experience growth or expansion with someone or have someone to kind of reflect that back to you. Mm -hmm. even though everyone is, but like in a more conscious way, um, you know, I think a lot of people are not, I don't want to say not as blessed, but don't necessarily have that opportunity or don't really have that community or support. And I think that's, that's the beautiful thing, even if it's not someone like your romantic partner or like a family member that the beauty of social media, the beauty of the internet is that you can opt into these communities that can provide that support. Just as like you said, like you were listening to podcasts every day. Like for me, YouTube was like the world of internet. Information when I was like getting into Abraham Hicks and like Silva, like Silva mind control method. And this was like back in like 2011, 2012, like way back when. Um, but that's really awesome. So what was like your reaction or um, mm, feelings about human design when you first came across it? Yeah. So I was so excited. Um, I'm pretty sure I listened to another podcast and found um, Jenna Zoe, who was at the time kind of like the biggest voice in, in human design. And I was like, looked it up. I read about my type and I was like, this sucks. Bye. <laughs> Never ever doing this again. <laughs> And there's just some, it's so, if anybody is new to human design and has ever felt disempowered by the language that they're reading on the internet, like, especially if you Google, if you go straight to Instagram, you're likely to find some, some different voices, some different, Mm -hmm. you know, some more kinder voices. Uh, But the person who synthesized the system was pretty cut and dry and he had very, you know, he just kind of delivered it and so some of that really traditional um, language, especially around certain types, you can just be like, mm, nope, don't want it. Bye. <laughs> this was supposed to like so much potential. Yeah. Tell me exactly who I am. I'm an Enneagram four. Like, tell me how unique I am, please. This is about the human designs called the science of differentiation. I'm like, yeah, I need to know exactly how different I am. And then when I read about it, I was like, no, this sucks. I, I'm just never going to do it. <laughs> I came back to it probably uh, not long after that, I think I, it was so curious and it kept pulling me back. And so mm-hmm. I kept digging and I, kept, and I finally found some resources that started to make sense and started to feel a lot more empowering. Yeah. Um, I think you bring up something really, really important is, is having that interpreter or that person who can, um, <laughs> like water down or basify, simplify mm-hmm. the language of it, because, um, you're right. If you go to human design, like, or what is it? Jovian archive and yep. the guy, and you're like, pay $40, have your body graph read. And the person who like, um, is the dictator, whoever does it is just like, so cut and dry. And you're like, <laughs> like, I don't know what channels or gates or like pro- split profile means. Yeah. And, um, which is, 
the reason why we have um, people like you who, who, you know, dedicate their time and energy to simplifying these things and putting it into words and concepts that make sense for us to take that knowledge and apply it to our life. So let's get a little bit into that or a lot into that. Um, You mentioned some things about profiles, but let's first talk about what is human design? Like, where did it come from? (laughs) And for me, the biggest question is what is the difference between human design and astrology? Mm, Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. I'm so pumped. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, my juices are flowing. Um, So human design is a system that's synthesized from like several different ancient esoteric systems. So basically, maybe definitely a little slightly appropriated um <laughs> like there's this white guy this old white guy channeled it in ibiza and for like eight days or something just like channeled this system and i usually don't tell people that right off the bat because yeah yeah weird. it's like what do you mean some random dude just like right? came out of nowhere it was like here's a thing that tells you how to like know yourself better yes. and you're like what do you mean he channeled it and it's like if you're new to the spiritual space like some people would be like oh he channeled it no problem some people would be like I'm out that is not real <laughs> yeah. and I'm like okay so I want you to know how real this is before I ever tell you what the origin is but yeah. basically for about eight days he channeled this message this system and he put it all over the next I think few decades he put it all together and um, I, it's, it, it combines the Brahmin Hindu chakra system, the, uh, Kabbalah, uh, tree of life, um, some quantum physics, like neutrinos, yeah. um, so many different things, the I Ching, um, and it basically creates this energetic blueprint. Mm. Um, and it's incredible. It really is. It, it's so unique. Um, I think there's like 2 billion different variations of all the different gates and channels and centers that can be defined and definitions and all of these things. And so, like I said, as an Enneagram 4, really satisfied that need to be unique in myself because I was like, oh, so you're saying that not a lot of people are like me. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's a really amazing thing. Um, Yeah. I did that answer your question about where it came from. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. So, um, let's talk about like, what is the basic, like the starting point with human design? Yep. So with most, um, like most kind of typing systems, it's archetypal, um, but it's based off of your energy rather than like Enneagrams kind of based off of how you've been conditioned or how you've experienced your life. Mm. Um, the child, like the core wounds that you've had as a child and how you've kind of grown into that as an adult. Um, whereas human design is based off of when you were born, similar to astrology, your natal chart. And it pulls that in. Astrology is another part of the system that was channeled. I, I forgot that one. Um, but the five energy types that are four aura types and then five types total. It's a little confusing. The aura types are manifester, generator, reflector, and projector. And then there is another type that goes under the generator category called manifesting generator. Mm-hmm. I like to say it's the energetic love child of the manifester and generator <laughs> because <laughs> it's it. got a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that's the very basics. What's your type? What is kind of your aura type? How does it exist in the world? manifestors are our initiators their aura type is closed it's mm-hmm. dense it's protective it makes a really big impact um, generators are here to be, like create and build and redefine what it means to work to like really show the world that 
like you can exist and work in joy and pleasure. And it's all this beautiful creative process. Um, and their aura is open and enveloping projectors are like our birds. They are flying above. They can see all of the roads down below and tell us which one's the best one to go down. Um, and their aura is penetrating. Um, basically they're the only aura type that can like see into the core of the other, Mm. which is super cool. And then reflectors are our little lunar beings and their chart is completely undefined. So when you're looking at a human design chart, you see all these different shapes that are colored in and whatever, or some of them are white reflectors are all white in their chart. Um, and they have sampling auras. So they have this beautiful way of basically taking in the other and reflecting it back. And they're kind of like our wise sages that help us figure out um, if our community and our collective is healthy and they can kind of lead us into a better way of existing um, as humans. Amazing. Amazing. So I, you know, doing my own research, um, or I guess the research is like my date of birth, my time of birth, (laughs) where I was born was basically all the research I need to do. Um, I like, you know, went to the, the site that, you know, houses basically the origin of human design. And I, it came back to me for my body graph that I was a projector. And I was like, what? Okay. What is a projector? And so I go down the rabbit hole of like, okay, what is projector, like split profile, all of these like little things. But um, one of the things I really loved what you said was that it's about kind of like the genetic blueprint. And um, one of the biggest things I understand about the difference between human design and like astrology, um, and you please correct me if I am wrong, but um, it's not human design is not predictive. It's about knowing yourself. I'm kind of like, for me, I think of it from a default level. Like what are your default settings that you came in with? Um, and what's beautiful about this is that human design doesn't take away your power and saying like, you are fated to experience blah, blah, blah. But it's, it's, um, as you say, a blueprint to then build upon, like what would ideally with your default, as you came into this world with work best for you. Um, what kind of energies would you align best with? Let's say for like business, like a a type of business you would run best with, like what would be a daily lifestyle routine that's in alignment with this blueprint. And I think having that type of knowledge is really empowering because it's not saying like you again are fated to experience this, but it's like, there are ways for you to know what works best for you. So therefore you have this pool of options in front of you and you can say, okay, I would probably feel better going this way. And when I was um, doing research and it was like, okay, you're a projector. And it's like, yeah, you have the ability to, um, I think it, it most aligns with like being empathic with people or stepping into their energy and really feeling another person or understanding, um, on a resonating level, um, uh, what's going on with a person. Like that was something that was like a lifelong discovery of putting that into words and having that understanding of who I am and having that type of clarity, like, 10 years ago would have been really helpful, really, really helpful. Um, And so even with that, though, so let's say, okay, we have like four, 
four types or auras, five. Mm -hmm. Um, and astrology has like, you know, we've got like the 12 different astrological signs and stuff like that. As you said, the really cool thing is that there's like two billion different, um, like combinations. So Mm -hmm. beyond our like auras, like what is kind of like the next kind of like divergent that starts getting into specificity. Yes. I love that. I love everything that you said about, um, and not being predictive because some people, some people even come to human design and they're like, that's way too predictive for me. Um, and some <laughs> language, some language, especially like traditional kind of old school HD, they're like, no, this it's very limiting. They're like, this is the hierarchy. This is, you know, what you are meant to do as X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, my whole thing is like, no, you can do whatever the heck you want. It's just about learning what your default settings are so that you can do it in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I am like most excited about with human design. It's like, no, it's, it's a blueprint to our potential. And mm. it's, it's not, like you said, it's not predictive. It's not meant to be predictive. It's really just giving you a guidebook to your, to the way that your energy exists so that you can do whatever the heck you want to do as healthy and happily as possible. Um, so, but to answer your question, the next thing to go into besides your type. So you get into your type, which gives you your strategy, every different, um, type, has a different strategy. So projectors, it's to wait for the invitation. Generators is to respond. Manifestors is to initiate. Reflectors is to wait a lunar cycle, our little moon people. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And then beyond that, which is still tied to type, strategies tied to type, is our authority, which is our inner our inner authority. It's our personal decision-making process. And there's seven Mm -hmm. authorities and not all of them are available to every type. Like, so Mm -hmm. for generators and manifesting generators, you can either be a sacral gen or an emotional gen. Um, And then projectors actually have the most variations um, in their, in their types um, as, as far as inner authority goes. And it's really just everybody is here to make decisions different. So once you kind of discover your authority, it's just a further permission slip to be like, oh, okay, you know, in the moment with your splenic authority that something is good or isn't good for you me on my emotional wave. I need a moment. I need to take some time. I need to ask for time and be like, hold on. I got to ride it out. I'll let you know in a few hours and a few days, when do you need to know by? And it's just like, so, oh my gosh, it's just like such a sigh of relief, like a deep breath of being like, oh my gosh, I can just, I can do what's right for me and you can do what's right for you. And we can coexist in this beautiful way and respect each other in this beautiful way. It's just this massive permission slip to kind of be ourselves. Yeah, I was li- <laughs> I was literally just going to use the exact same phrase permission slip. Um in my own like reading of um my human design, uh I had the same thing. So it's an emotional was it emotional, emotional authority? authority. So as you said, it's about um when you're experiencing something, um it's it's to not react or make decisions in that split second, as you said, mm-hmm. because, um, you are, your mm, decision-making process is basically clouded by whatever like emotional experience that you're having. And it's not necessarily the reality or something that's coming from, for me, I interpret it as like your, your masculine, your, your like balanced masculine self. So like having that balance of r- mm, logic ration along with like that intuitive knowing. So mm-hmm. knowing that I need to balance, um, myself first and get back to that place of alignment, mm-hmm. um, is super important. And I, you know, growing up, um, I, <laughs> I look back now and had always been a person where 
I was always in tune with my emotions, but often did not know how to deal with that. And so they were something that was, um, as I said, clouded my entire experience. I totally believe that how we perceive things is our reality, but like my emotional state basically put like, you know, the lens on everything that I was experiencing. And, um, had I learned, um, or taken the time to, I think, experience or experiment different ways of decision-making or moving through my life, um, meaning I'll try to make this as practical as I can. So let's say like someone just like, mm, my mom yelled at me or whatever. And um, I, I have this like uh, reaction of fear um, and like, um, you know, self-doubt uh, or like lacking of self-worth, whatever it may be. Um that, uh, for me, that can be my momentary truth. And to me as a projector with that sort of, um, you know, what is it called? Uh, uh, emotional authority would take that as like, you know, I can, that would be my projected future or like truth moving forward. But time after time, like I would, you know, giving myself space, a couple of hours, that emotion would pass and I would have a different mental, mental pathway or, or I'd be on a different emotional and mental thread that would say, okay, now like what I was feeling then was not necessarily true about myself or what I would want to do from a reactionary place. Um, mm-hmm. And had I known that I had options, had I explored something like human design and said, okay, well, I can make my decisions now, but can I give myself the permission to not make my decisions? Can I give myself like, uh, as you say, take a breath, take moments to myself um, and let that emotional experience pass before I decide to move forward in whichever direction. Um, I think I would have made some decisions in my life um, a lot differently. Mm -hmm. Um, And so as you said, it's like not this like language, human design being like predictive, you should do this, you should do that. But it's again, giving you the permission slip to explore all the different options that you do have knowing um, that, yeah, you're probably going to align with certain like strategies um, and ways of moving through this experience. But ultimately, it's always your choice. Mm -hmm. So I think um, that's the beauty of human design. It's like a take it or leave it approach. But it's like this Mm -hmm. information is here solely to benefit you. It's not here to disempower you or put you into a box per se. Yes, absolutely. And I think too, like, it's, like you said, take it or leave it. One of the things that I always tell my clients is, you know, take what feels good and leave the rest. Like if what I'm saying with you doesn't, doesn't resonate, then it's probably not meant. It's something you need to hear right now. Maybe it's, it's meant for you down the road. Maybe it's never meant for you. I don't care. Whatever empowers you empowers you. If something doesn't empower you, then leave it behind. You don't need it. Um, and it's really just, yeah. I mean, it's all, every system that is archetypal is created to empower. And there's definitely been this like theme of disempowerment with human design. I think a little bit, especially in the traditional language in the kind of old school way of, of being where it got too predictive and it got to the point where it was like too dogmatic. It was never supposed Mm. to be dogmatic. It was supposed to be freeing. It was supposed to be liberating. And then it was okay. Ra, the guy who channeled it created this system. Now we must follow the rules to this person. It was very, kind of old world. Like, you know, they also talk about the new paradigm. It's like the way that the system fell into the world kind of fell into the structures of that, you know, the way we've always existed, which is structure system. Yeah. And it was like, cannot you, in order to do this system, you must 
use it as a system and you must use it and follow these rules and don't stray from them. Don't change the language. Don't do this. And I'm like, okay, it's great to learn all of the traditional ways of being. It's great to listen to the original, you know, um, dialogue, the original transcriptions, all of that. But at the end of the day, we are moving into a new way of existing, which is a lot more about that self-empowerment, that like permission to be completely ourselves. And it's not about fitting into a system. It's about being an individual within community, being yourself while still being a human and loving other humans. And that I think is where we get to start stretching the system a little bit, not changing it, but just coming up with new language. And you see, you know, my account, other people's Instagrams, all this completely different interpretations. And it provides platforms for people to connect with human design that would probably have never connected with it because the language online didn't make sense or the language of the one, two, three Instagram accounts didn't make sense to them. And everybody (laughs) coming through with their own voice just means that, there's more ability for people to connect with it. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. That diversity and variability aspect I think is huge. As you mentioned um, with like the whole spiritual community and um, us as a collective evolving um, and moving through all of these experiences together. um, There's definitely been a shift, as you mentioned, from moving from like this dogmatic, like black and white point of view to Mm -hmm. like, everything falls on this spectrum and not only like a spectrum of truth, but who, who, um, interprets something as, you know, truth or falsity, um, is they are colored by their own experiences and their own pathway as like a soul. And, um, I, if I could go back to, you know, myself like a couple years ago, um, uh, um, or to anyone who's like just getting into spirituality, just getting into exploring things like human design, maybe it's channeling, maybe it's like a, a certain, like, you know, the uh, Eastern traditional, like yoga, like system, whatever it is, I would say to myself slash those people that what your truth is going to be is different than another person's truth. Mm-hmm. And if you come across a person, a system, um, a group of community that that comes to you and says, this is the way, this is the only way, and everything else is um, less than or not mm-hmm. the truth, please like bag away, say yes. sayonara. And continue going down your own path because as I just mentioned, it is your own path. And I would say that your own ability to be inquisitive, your own ability to be curious and your own ability to look at yourself and say, I don't know who I am. Like my perception of who I am, this reality, like I might think I do, but let's imagine like I know have, I know nothing. Mm -hmm. What are all the different possibilities out there? And as you say, take coming across people who say, it's a take it or leave it approach. Take what works for you. I would say is the best way forward because it's about if you take that information and you have an experience with it and it works for you, that is your truth. And that should be the only thing that matters. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's a, like, I think too, it's, you know, moving from dogma of one way of existing as, as a community to moving to autonomy, sovereignty, but having that still be a collective experience, like the way the the more like sovereignty we have with ourselves, the more um, you know we believe in autonomy and everything. The the more that we give ourselves permission to exist in our own way, to take to con- 
come to our own truth and all that honor our own truth the more that we can actually exist in healthy community because we have a greater respect for individuality Mm -hmm. so it's not like this individualism situation where it's like I'm good on my own like no we still need each other we still need we're still here to be humans and there's many humans on this planet. So I'm going to go ahead and assume we're here to be humans together, Yeah, <laughs> but yeah. more we can respect our own truth and we, we can respect others own truth and we can exist in this happy, healthy, beautiful ecosystem. And it's just the best. Yeah. It's, it's definitely a um, perspective or a, a belief that, or I guess a practice as well of standing in, <laughs> I love the word authority, standing yeah. in your own authority and allowing yeah. others to stand in theirs. And, um, and so this visual that comes to mind is like changing the, the idea of a hierarchy, um, this set of fixed hierarchy and everything becoming, um, on the same plane, on the Mm -hmm. same plane field. Mm -hmm. Um, and that there is, you know, getting rid of the duality, the polarity of like, what is like, the best what is the worst what is like true true good what is true evil i think that is really what's like happening right now that's starting to dissolve and through people starting to own their own sovereignty step into their own power through the experiences that they're having and saying like this works for me and finding a sense of compassion and unconditional love for others. It also gives other people the permission slip to step into their own authority. And we start getting rid of, as you say, these dogmatic beliefs, this like either or mentality. And it's like everything mentality, you know? Um, So this, this brings me to my next question. Um, What do you think in your own experience is kind of the mm, working with clients the common things for people to wrap their mind around or like the things maybe people are, are most resistant to accept when you're going through like body graphs, um, or trying to explain what this information is to them. Yeah. I think overall, it's just a lot of information, (laughs) a little overwhelming. And that's so when I, that's one of the reasons why I'm like, take what makes sense and leave the rest right now, because what makes sense to you is what you need to hear. What doesn't make sense to you is just the babble that's going to go on in your brain. And maybe it'll drop down your body at some point and you'll be like, ah, I understand. Or you'll listen to our recording and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I missed that the first time. Um, It can just be really like, it can be a lot. It's like, Hey, so this is how you exist in the world. This is your inner decision maker. This is how you use that inner decision maker. Also, these are the distractions you can experience (laughs) because of all your open centers. This is a blah, 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 blah. Like it's, and I am somebody who loves to give information and I love to talk about it. And it can just be, it can be a lot. I remember being overwhelmed by my first reading, I'm often overwhelmed by any reading I get because it's just a lot. It's a lot of new things, new perspective. And so it's, you know, just kind of always encouraging people who are discovering human design for the first time to like take little bites and just think about the most important thing for anybody to really master at first before they get deep down into it is their type strategy and authority. But Mm -hmm. It's got this, like the depth of it, the depth of the system has this like sparkly allure and most people jump weight. They're like, okay, I read projector. I read, you know, wait for the invitation. Okay. That kind of makes sense. What's an invitation, whatever. (laughs) My authority is to ride the emotional wave. Cool. But what are those things on the side of my chart? Those planets? What is that? What's the decimal point? And I'm like, if you can, like, if you want to research that, research that, but ultimately when you're just starting out, the best place to look is your type strategy and your authority. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> a lot of information. I think, uh, you know, when you're always, as you mentioned, allured by things, um, and particularly when you're in a stage of growth, like we just want to consume so much knowledge, just information for information's sake. And um, it really is kind of like the um, uh, the pitfall of the, the mind. Yeah. Or- Ego. And it's like, I just want to know everything because I want to have a sense of certainty that's going to help me like make decisions and, and know exactly um, okay. what's going to happen in the future and have that predictive like ability. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think going back to the idea of like um, you saying taking small bites and having the experiential knowledge of being yes. like, okay, I'm going to take this idea that, um, I'm a projector. Okay. So have I had experiences of like really, you know, empathizing, sympathizing and, and being able to like tap into people's energies? Like, yes. Okay. This resonates with me. On to the next thing. Let's say it's like, um, you know, the waiting for the invitation, as you just mentioned, it's like, okay, have I spent enough time like trying to, uh, you know, understand, but let's say the advice is to not to push things, but know that the right thing for you is basically going to fall into your lap slash like, you know, come to you. And that is what is right for you. Instead of like trying to always like put yourself out there and like Mm -hmm. trying to get people to do things, knowing that the path, um, what is best is going to just come to you, come to you naturally with ease. It's like, okay, well, my normal method is always trying to reach out to people and trying to be the doer and to make things happen and blah, blah, blah. Have I spent enough time experiencing or just allowing, giving myself the permission slip to try out this different way? And if the answer is no, then it's like, you're missing a huge part of, you know, this information that could be really valuable and um, life altering, truly. Mm-hmm. So to your yeah. point is about like, yeah, those details about like your sun gate and like, yes. like yeah, again, these are just like words and phrases that like, yeah. I do not know the, the deep <laughs> meaning of, but it's like, yeah, I want to get into like all of these numbers, the shiny and- sparkly stuff. And you're like, oh my gosh, what's that symbol that looks and if you're into astrology, then you're obviously drawn to the astrological parts of it. And you're like, oh, what does my sun in gate 12 mean? And it can get a so many people, including myself, go down, especially if you're somebody who likes to feel different, mm-hmm. then those are the depths of your charter are the biggest differentiators. Yeah. Um, like there's a ton of emotional generators out there. Generators are the bulk of the population. Emotional authorities are the bulk of the authority population. So put those together when you got a lot of people that are just like you and you're, if you're seeking the differentiation side of human design, then you're like, okay, well, I want to know that I've got this and then I've got this, but that's like you said, you're missing the point and the beauty of human design, which is this need to evaluate and bring awareness to how we've been operating and the basics of, and the, the most powerful parts of getting like that permission slip to operate as our true selves is the type strategy and authority piece. Mm. And so if we're not embodying that, if we're not integrating that, then it doesn't mean anything if we know that our sun gate is in gate 12, you know? Um, And I mean, there's other parts too that um, like your profile and your, your centers and what all those mean, like your open centers versus your defined centers that are really, really helpful. And still kind of on that, like the icing side of things, maybe a little bit, maybe like, icing in the middle of the cake rather on the top of the cake, but (laughs) still icing, um, that can be really, really helpful even in the, in the beginning stages. But ultimately, like you said, if you're not kind of 
integrating those kind of bigger pieces, then you're not actually benefiting from the awareness that human design is meant to bring you. Yeah. I think you mentioned something really interesting that you said that most people's are the bulk of the collective has an emotional authority. Um, and which I think is, (laughs) which is really interesting. I think at a time like this, like, um, you know, with like the political stage, um, COVID being, um, you know, we're almost a year into it now, which is crazy. Um, but, but with that sort of information, so let's say like, Hmm. If, if most of our population, um, has our emotional authority, how do you see this playing out as, I don't want to say predictive measure, but kind of like, oh, that makes sense. Um, you know, with everything going on as far as like, maybe it's like the black lives matter movement or like, you know, like the collective feeling about going through COVID and how that's impacting people and the decisions we're making, or even like through the election process, this is again, just like your own opinion Mm -hmm. about how you how you find human design or some aspects of human design connecting with what's going on on the collective level yeah it's um it's really cool to look at um like politicians charts and everything Mm -hmm. um there I think it was um yeah it was Teo uh from human design readings that did like an analysis of Donald Trump's chart and you're just looking at it and you're like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> and I, I think that we have, like, sometimes though, it's, it's really useful to use human design to interpret the way that people exist and, you know, in the world, especially when we're seeing a lot of shadow come through. But I also like to refrain from like tying everything to human design because sometimes like I don't always know how helpful that is to be like, I mean, I'm honestly, it's my own problem because literally as soon as I decided that human design was my thing and I was going to go for it and like mm-hmm. really get into it, I was like, I cannot process anything outside of human design. It is all through this human design lens. And it's like, okay, I can't be this person. <laughs> I cannot be this person. I need to be a human. Um, but it is like, I mean, like you said, with the emotional authorities and, and the thing about emotional energy and any, anybody that has a defined center is creating influencing energy, conditioning energy. Mm. So anybody with an open center is receiving that energy. So even like in my household, we've got like my husband and I, I have a defined emotional center. So I'm influencing and Mm. he has an undefined. So he's experiencing. So even in the like height of all of this, his emotions are going wild. My emotions are going wild. And like this past year has been crazy. And then we've got the spleen, which is um, the center of like fear and survival instinct. And so during my, um, we live with my parents because I mentioned before we started the podcast that we're location independent, except for right now during a pandemic. Yeah. Uh, So they both have defined spleens. Yeah. They, when they panic, they set the tone, basically your defined energy sets the tone for how you're influencing. So when you're on an emotional low, the wave that people, the undefined people are experiencing is that like, is this intense and amplified emotional low. Mm. And so the spleen, when you're really, really fearful, but all, like fearful around, especially survival, whether or not you're going to survive, which everybody's questioning that when a new virus is <laughs> introduced into the world and, you know, it turns into a pandemic sets the tone of fear and panic. And so my husband and I, with our open sen- our open spleen, we're taking in this, this, really fearful energy from my parents because Mm. they're older. They didn't know how it was going to affect the older community, all this stuff. And so 
it just causes a lot of chaos when there's not balance. So mm-hmm. if you're thinking about all of the people that have emotional authorities, but don't know that they have emotional authorities, when they walk into a room with their influencing energy and it's low and it causes somebody to start fighting with somebody else who's taking in that emotional energy. It just, it sets the tone. So the, so the more um, kind of out of balance or misaligned or unhealthy that energy is, the more it affects the collective. Mm. And it's just, that's why it's so helpful to know your design because I know, oh my gosh, I'm really emotional right now. It is not good for me to go try and talk about the situation with all of the undefined solar plexus people in my household. I need to get myself to that as close to neutrality as I can take responsibility for the energy that I'm bringing in so that I can actually have the outcome I need, which is a calm space, safe space to talk about feelings, you know, because if I bring my overwhelm to a bunch of people who are amplifying the energy, taking it in, it's not going to go well for anybody. (laughs) So the answer here obviously is make sure you get every person, you know, get their body wrap. So you know exactly what they are. Just kidding. Um, but I think what you, what you just said, that sense of response, personal responsibility and accountability. Um, yeah, like, I, I have a partner that I live with and like, I do not know his body graph. And so <laughs> I'm, you know, eventually I will get that information just out of curiosity's sake, understanding. But I'm, I personally think that, you know, you brought up a big thing about human design in relation to other people, um, and interactions, the relationships you have with people and how that can help you. Um, and, and it's, and, coming from a place of not control the situation, but understand what you personally can do with that information of knowing of yourself, as you said, to, to make decisions that are going to benefit you and get you where you want to be or create a safer environment. Because I'm sure so many people, um, can just probably speak to them having to move back home or, um, for me at the time during the complete lockdown, um, I was living with roommates and we all like worked out of home. And then all of a sudden we all had to like work in home and like the, the energies completely shifted in the space. Um, and, um, having information about like, what would be kind of like your default tendencies, or as you said, I thought it was beautifully stated, um, you, um, experiencing or like projecting that energy versus like if you're intaking or absorbing that energy mm-hmm. have knowing that oh my gosh like gives you the tools to set up like environments for yourself um but yeah. the biggest thing boundaries for yourself yes. um yes to make sure that you stay in an energetic space that is healthy for you and but also as you mentioned benefits the entire environment like with the people that you are mm-hmm. constantly interacting with I think that was great answer to like the question (laughs) I think it's so awesome um so uh with um human design um what do you believe is like the really really cool thing about taking this information um and like applying it to your relationships or maybe you have experiences with clients who say like I did finally x y and z and then my relationships with people like magically you know um became more empowering and conscious or whatever I'd love to hear some stories about like your own experience helping people with this yeah I I think 
I think it all just comes back to that permission slip. I mean, the only people that are here to push and initiate are manifestors. And I think, especially because as a creative entrepreneur, most of my, like I'm in a lot of communities with a lot of creative entrepreneurs. So a lot of my clients are creative entrepreneurs. And when I say, Hey, you're actually not supposed to be doing what all of these coaches are telling you to do, Mm. like push hustle. You're actually here just to like chill and respond to things and like trust that you're magnetic and that things are going to come your way or trust that when you start doing what you're passionate about and you tell a few people about it, that the invitations are going to come. Like, it's just this massive kind of shift of, oh my gosh. I mean, so much stress comes from us pushing so much resistance, so much of our not self themes. You know, we've got our not self and our feeling, which is our feeling of being off track. And then our signature feeling, which is our feeling of being on track. And there's different ones for each type. So like as a generator, when I'm really frustrated, what changes like that, knowing that that's a signpost that I am using my strategy or authority incorrectly, or I'm entering into situations not in alignment, then I can be like, instead of being consumed by that anger, consumed by that frustration, I can just take a moment and be like, oh, okay, breathe. Let me see what I need to do. How did I get into that? Did I get into that correctly? Or maybe I thought what a gut response was, was actually a really um, like a high emotional wave moment. And so I jumped the gun and I was like, whoop, we're going now when I really should have waited and, and waited for that neutral moment. And it's really just all of it's just awareness, you know, and, and that permission slip to be like, oh, we can, we can do this. And we're still going to be really, really successful. And my, one of my things to say to people or two things to say to people is one, every part of you is on purpose. And two, everybody's success is inevitable, especially when you're following your own strategy and your authority, because when you're doing that, Mm. it's like life just happens for you. And it's, I mean, and I've, I've seen it happen for me. I've seen it happen for others, but yeah, I think that knowing that not self energy, especially in relationships or with other people, but also with people in business of like, where are you frustrated? Like looking at where are you angry? Where are you feeling a little bitter or feeling unappreciated? Like, that's what we, that's where the change can happen. Because when you just pivot and look at using your strategy and authority and kind of the integrating the basics of your, of your type, um, then you can actually start just pivoting towards that signature feeling and starting. And that's where we're all supposed to be. And that's a really happy place to be, to feel recognized, to feel peace, to feel satisfied. Like that's what we're all trying to be. And ultimately that all helps the collective too. So it's, yeah, it just comes back to that permission slip. Yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, uh, Christina, um, for anyone who's interested in, uh, um, maybe exploring human design for the self, um, as a beginner, um, what would be your, your advice for them? Um, let's, uh, if, if they wanted to learn it or if they just wanted to learn their type, like learn it for themselves. That, well, yeah, like they want to understand themselves to the framework of human design. What would be your, your bit of advice for them? I would say, if you start with Google, take a deep breath, <laughs> go to Instagram and look for some like, you know, search the human design hashtag and find the voices that you resonate with because they're there. If you are not resonating with what you're seeing on the internet, there are other voices talking about human design in a really loving way, in a really clear way. Um, that they've worked and studied and figured out how to translate the language to be really, really empowering and also easy to understand. So it's not this like abyss and it's not, doesn't have to be confusing. And there are people that um, you can align with and ultimately like just keep searching until you find when you align with, because 
there's so many of us out there um, and everybody has a different voice. Everybody has a different way of presenting it. Um, so there's, there are people that can make it make sense for you. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that type strategy authority piece is really, really huge. And then the next thing I would say to focus on after you've kind of started integrating those three pieces um, are your, your centers, your undefined centers, because that's where you can get really kind of off track and distracted by those, like the shadow kind of sides of those things. Mm -hmm. And, um, and your profile profiles, my, my favorite thing. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Amen to your, to your advice about finding someone that resonates with you, speaks your language, can put it into a, into a framework that makes sense for you, particularly if it's new, because I'm sure like you even saying like your shadow self and like, (laughs) is like, like, (laughs) I always love to use the term like very woo woo. Yeah. It it might not be familiar like to you and you might need someone to be like, Oh, that's like you just like not, not being cool. You not being like (laughs) in happy state, you know, that's just you being a little sad, being (laughs) like, you know, committing to things because you feel like you have to prove yourself rather than knowing that your worth is inherent kind of. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, uh, the last thing I would love to leave our audience with is just, um, where we can connect with you, what you're currently, you know, offering through your own human design business, um, and any other information. Yeah. So, uh, you can find me on Instagram at glow, glow juice HD. Um, and my website's glowglowjuice.com. Um, and as far as my offerings, I do these like art charts. So like the visual, um, kind of, I look at your chart and I create these visuals around it with some affirmations. Um, I love doing those. And then I also do, um, readings, one-on-one sessions, uh, where we focus on like fear, um, and also like sustainable coaching and some uh, community support. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess my really last question is <laughs> where did the name glow glow juice come from? <laughs> I know. So I'm like every day I ask myself, should I change it? But I love it. It's what I call sacral energy. So I'm a generator, which means my sacral is defined and the whole thing for generators is do what lights you up. And I, it, it, they talk about when you're doing what, what brings you joy as a generator, you sparkle and you glow. So you're wondering why I've just cut into the end of our episode, and that's because as Christina and I were recording this podcast, um, the recorder decided to stop. So unfortunately, you guys missed out on the last 10 seconds of our conversation and Christina's beautiful explanation about the origin of her business name. But no worries. I just want to say thank you to Christina for such a fun and engaging conversation on human design. Um, And for you who are listening, if you have enjoyed uh, this content and this message in previous episodes, be sure to leave a review and subscribe through whatever platform you're listening to. Anyways, until the next episode, much love to you and take care.